What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Ombre Gaming Podcast, Episode 8. I am Manny, and as always, I am here with Steve and Matt. What's going on, guys? Nothing much, man. So happy to be back. I missed you guys last week. I hope... Uh, no, it, it does feel good. I, I hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving, because I know I sure did. And Likewise. to all our listeners who celebrated the lovely holiday, hope you enjoyed it as well. Matt, how was your Thanksgiving? Uh, my Thanksgiving was great. I spent it out uh, with my family, and I had my favorite side which is stuffing which Rianne knew in our last episode that's true yeah my thanksgiving was pretty relaxing i had lamb i didn't have turkey oh but hey different strokes for different folks hey man lamb is pretty good well guys we have a special guest today friend of the pod christine hello what's going on welcome hey thanks for having me guys uh appreciate it i love the podcast so yeah of course i'm glad you guys all had a good thanksgiving well it loves you back oh, thank you <laughs> it has feelings so christine tell <laughs> christine tell us a little bit about yourself how you got sort of how, how do you know us why are you who are you, and why are you here? <laughs> uh, i'm nobody special don't worry no um well i've known matt for three years because i'm i'm dating his best friend by day i'm a substitute teacher in a middle school so I get to deal with lovely children every day. So fun. You should tell them that you're on a great game. <laughs> They're just uh, little little cherubs, those children. Yes. Little, little cherubs. <laughs> That's what I Rays call them. Rays of sunshine. I, th- I feel like we've talked some shit about children in the past, so maybe we're not no, your demo. No, you definitely I are. have definitely <laughs> talked shit about you children. definitely <laughs> are yeah. my demo. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, guys. Well, we have a really exciting podcast for today. Um, we're going to be talking a little bit about just sort of what's been going on. We had some time off, um, and you know, with that came the opportunity to play some games. So we're going to talk about some games that we've been playing in a new segment called Pass the Sticks. And then we're just going to get right to the topic of the pod, which is the Game Awards 2017. We're recording this a week before the Game Awards to the day, and we're going to be talking about our predictions, our expectations, and how we think things will be going. But before we get to that, some housekeeping. Uh, just a few items for housekeeping today. Guys, be sure to follow us on social media. Uh, we're on Instagram at Ombra Gaming, um, and we are on Twitter at Ombra underscore gaming. So unique, so special. Um, yeah, we're going to be live tweeting the Game Awards next week, and we engage with our followers, and, and, and we really like to talk to people there. So definitely follow us there. In the same vein, follow us and uh, check us out on iTunes. So we're on iTunes now. We're probably going to be on some other podcast services. But for right now, we're on both SoundCloud and iTunes. Find us there. Rate it if you enjoy it. Uh, subscribe, comment, all those good things. Do that for us. Uh, yeah, like, like and subscribe. <laughs> like, comment, subscribe. Smash that donate button. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like whenever people talk about donations, they're like re- they use really aggressive verbiage. They're like, "Bash that donate button, obliterate it until your knuckles bleed. Smash your computer, <laughs> donate it to us. We'll review it. No, we'll um, review it. Yeah. All right, guys, let's get right to it. Pass the sticks. Christine, what have you been playing? Uh, well, I mostly play Overwatch. I've been playing that ever since I got it a year ago. That's like my most consistent. I play every night for at least two to three hours a night. Um, But other than that, I'm finishing up the Witcher 3 DLC, Blood and Wine, because I really need to get around to finishing it. It's so good. That's actually our favorite named DLC. It's so good. Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I forgot about it. (laughs) How could you? I think we talked about that episode one. Episode Mm -hmm. one, man. Man. It all comes full circle. (laughs) Feels like yesterday. Yeah, no, it's really good. It was last month. Already, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been playing. How are you liking, um, have you played the Moira? new... Well, you have, because we've played together. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah Moira. Um, okay, so she's fun. 
I like her design, but um, I she who who is this? So what there's a new about? Overwatch. Hero. She's the new champion in yeah. Overwatch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's it. a new okay. support. She can. She's basically if you mashed up Zenyatta and Symmetra together, I feel. Um, she's a lot of fun to play, but I think she's definitely going to be getting nerfed uh, soon because oh, that really? reach for her ultimate ability is just this huge beam, and it it just clears across a map. It's absolutely ridiculous. So um, we'll see. Oh, it's five miles. <laughs> yeah, long. Yeah, it is. You know what? It is. It is five miles long. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've seen gameplay of it. Yeah, I'm so intimidated by Overwatch because I've I haven't played it yet. So now I just feel like I'm no, so far no. behind that if I picked it up, I would just be steamrolled no, the whole no. time. It's a lot of fun. You should definitely play. It's so good. Yeah, it actually doesn't really have that huge of a learning curve to get started. I heard I, there's I like think. 30 characters to pick from. That's no. very intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like it's not like Dota 2 or League where it's like 112 characters. Yeah, it's not that bad. Uh, that's that's terrifying to me. That's like <laughs> what, like I mean, I thought like Street Fighter was bad. I was like, look at all these characters I get, and then you throw in Overwatch, 30 different characters with 30 different special abilities at me. It's <laughs> too many abilities. I think someday I'll probably actually I I think I missed the free weekend, but I I'll probably end up. I'll They'll probably have, have another, another one. Because yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. one of my coworkers actually just picked it up and he was saying how he only picked it up because only his friends play that shooter. <laughs> so he was like, I wanted a shooter to play with my friends. So I it's picked this up. It's the only shooter I play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. It's very fun to play with yes. friends. Yeah. As are a lot of games. I feel like a lot of games that aren't worth playing without friends become 100% worth it to play with friends. Mm. Like uh, um, Gin Rummy. <laughs> yeah, or Checkers. <laughs> 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 Not worth it to play alone. No. You don't get very far. No. <laughs> uh, Christine, who do you want to pass the sticks uh, I'm to? I'm going to pass the sticks to Steve. Oh, all right. So I've actually, over the last like week or so, I've played a multitude of games. So first yeah, off. Everybody strap in. It's going to be a long podcast. My 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 lovely roommate, Smitty, he um, he's a big fan of South Park, but mm-hmm. he's really not into gaming. So he bought the Stick of Truth. And I started playing it, and obviously it's like an RPG. So when I was doing just like certain things, he's like, "How'd you know to do that?" It's just like, honestly, dude, it's just twenty-four years worth of video gaming. Um, and he's just like, honestly, I think this is just my Christmas present to you. I want to watch you play this. I was like, hey man, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'll gladly play Aww, it. Smitty, <laughs> that's really so funny. He's, I, I'm very thankful for him. He's the best. Um, so because I wanted to play the Stick of Truth before I end up doing the Fractured Butthole. Oh my god. I'm definitely gonna play that. Yeah. I've heard it's I've heard it's pretty good, especially for the people that are into South Park. Like I've watched every episode yeah. of South Park, many of which I've watched with you, Steve. But yeah, I've heard like the experience is awesome. Yeah, it's fun because of the graphics. Like because South Park is what it is. You're literally just playing a, a very long South Park episode, so it's a lot of right. fun. Um, right. So I was playing Ma- that. That is above that kind of humor. <laughs> I'm not above it. I just you know I prefer shows like Frasier. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that is the smartest show on TV. (laughs) But then, um, thanks to the Black Friday deals, I snagged Wildlands, Wolfenstein 2, and Rise of the Tomb Raider. So I'm going to be dabbling with those. I actually, I fired up Wildlands last night after Manny wore me down for about three months telling me to buy this game. It was really annoying having to listen to that. I got to admit, though, he was correct. It's a fun game. I'm definitely going to play a lot with it. But I also um, recently started playing Hellblade, and we're going to talk about this more later on in the podcast. Uh, But I just want to say it's 
very, very good. Also a mind fuck, if we're being honest. Well, because it deals with some like pretty intense themes. Like it talks, or it doesn't explicitly talk about it, but it like deals with like, like dis- mental disabilities and and like it, yeah it it's warns you it warns really you when heavy. you fire it up that if you have a history of mental disabilities or anything like that to not play the game but um hellblade awesome uh, we'll discuss more of that in the topic of the pod but that's what i'm playing right now i'm eventually going to fire up wolfenstein 2 and uh rise of the tomb raider probably this weekend hell yeah i'm looking forward to that i'm actually going to stream rise of the tomb raider because i love tomb raider games just a blast yeah. even going back to like the old like playstation days Lara yeah. and that's a really fun game to watch too i'd definitely watch that oh yeah those those action adventure games you get, they get the puzzles you get like the cool cinematic sequences i'm looking forward to that i'm excited for you to get into wolfenstein as well yeah i can't wait for that i'm gonna have a good time with that I, after watching you play and getting a feel for it's it so uh, I, I knew I was, and i'm, and I'm you glad know. you missed like the big spoiler not spoiler but like the big twist that happens because it, it's it'll it'll blow you away luckily for me i was cleaning the house what an adult it sucked you also missed Manny <laughs> die, maybe. How many times? I counted we got 30 to, we, deaths in a row, yeah, I think. Yeah, we got to 30 and you stopped counting. Isn't it? Yeah, but aren't you playing on the hardest difficulty? I am. I, res- I respect that. I think I think it's dumb. Like, just play through the game. But hey, yeah. I respect that. Go for it, man. I respect it, too, because I wouldn't do that. But not the best thing to watch on a stream, man. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not at all. <laughs> Um, yeah, Steve, I was really excited that we finally got into the land of Wildlands. That was so Steve fun. Joined, I Steve do agree. joined in, and I was like, all right, Steve, we're going to this location. Get in this, this car. This is my first <laughs> interaction with this game, mind you. He gets in the car. Meanwhile, he's asking, he's like, how do you aim? What do you? How do you throw a grenade? And I'm like, don't worry about it. We're going to go get him. So we drive by, I think, like a gas station, and there's a bunch of like- Not by a gas with... station. Not by a gas station. <laughs> uh, yeah, we you run... drove into <laughs> the gas station. There's about three enemies standing in front of the gas station. I go, I'm taking them out, Steve, and then I'm going to rotate, and you can stick your- So you can actually stick your head out the window and shoot enemies. And so I hit them, I back up, and I try to turn, but I like turn way too far. So Steve is like trying to aim and- uh, Not I think I think I died like almost immediately. <laughs> no, I ended up getting out of the car. <laughs> I was like, this doesn't seem right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got better. We got better. But anyways, that's what I'm playing. I'm happy. It's a lot of good stuff. I'm looking forward to the Christmas season where I'll probably snag Shadow of War and the Fracture But Hole. But now I'm gonna pass the sticks over to Matt. What are you playing? I'm playing two things right now. I am playing Breath of the Wild on my Switch. And I'm playing World of Warcraft Legion. Fucking nerd. Whoa. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Breath of the Wild is um, kind of the main reason I, I, I want to get the Switch. I, I really need to experience that game. Yeah. And I am determined to finish it before I start Mario. Well, or even buy Mario. I haven't even bought it yet. Do you mean Mario? Come on. He's just from Long Island. What are you going to do? Yeah, I'm just from Long Island. Um, no, Breath of the Wild is very good. And um, I'm enjoying laying in my bed and playing it whenever I want. And I love it because you can just do, I don't know, because I played Skyrim and Oblivion and Morrowind, and you can just like fool around in that game. But I feel like there's slightly more freedom in Breath of the Wild in a way that's like you have to creative, you like, you can come up with all different ways to kill all different things. Or you can just like screw around and be hilarious. I don't know. It's a lot of fun. It's a great game. And then Legion, there's just so much content in it. And I'm, I'm just playing everything solo, you know? I'm not in a guild or anything. I just want to play through the quests and the zones that they have, the quests. Like, it's all really, really, really well done. I think it's some of the best wow that there is, actually. You're just jealous you don't have a Switch. I won't lie. I'm insanely jealous I don't have a Switch. I shit you not. I'm buying it tomorrow. I'll God damn pictures. it. Now I have to buy it. 
I can't let him buy it and not me buy it now. That's not cool. Do I have to pass the sticks now? Depends. Are you playing any other games? Play a little Overwatch here and there. I feel like you're stalling. Um, I play some Rummy. This is my second Rummy. Uh, <laughs> shout out! Shout out to Rummy. It's a great game. I played. I played one player checkers the campaign. Um, no, I guess I'll pass the sticks to. Back to Steve. <laughs> He's got more to talk about. That. So actually, I just picked up a new game six seconds ago. Digital download. I just picked up Minesweeper 2. Return of the Minesweeper. All right. To Manny. I'll give it to Manny. Thank you. These are beautiful sticks, by the way. I have just so much Wildlands. Too much Wildlands. But also not enough Wildlands. I got Wildlands before I actually got Destiny 2 and I played the campaign. The campaign's huge and there's a shit ton to do. It's a little bit overwhelming on the onset, but once you kind of grasp like how to progress and unlock new weapons and, and you know new story points, it's really fun. But then I kind of like lost, not lost interest, but it became the game that I could pick up whenever. So it wasn't the game that I was always going back to. Like Destiny was that game and I always came back to Wildlands to do some like one player campaign stuff. And then they released Ghost War, which is the PvP mode, and I've just been completely consumed by it. This game, like, just kind of gets it for me, and I've been really enjoying it. Um, a lot of people are really good. There's, like, a ranking and prestige level where you get to level 50, then you hit prestige 1, and then you get start at 0 again, you work way up to 50, and you get prestige 2, and so on. And I've played with, like, prestige 2, prestige 3, and some people who apparently have nothing else to do but play video games who are, like, prestige 6, and it's fair enough that you can like have really good games and hang with the people that are really good. It's balanced and it's not over. It's like a, it's like a six and a half out of 10 in terms of like tactics. It's not like overwhelming and consuming, but it's like really fair and balanced in how tactical you can be. Um, I usually, so there's like all these different classes and perks and stuff. I usually play like middle of the road. I'm, I'm in the assault class and I play with a point man who's sort of um, a little bit of a hybrid between like sneaking around and being stealthy, but also being aggressive. My loadout is like, uh, all decked out in face paint with glasses and a bandana and a ghillie suit. So like camo, like running in and out of bushes and stuff really works well for me. And I've met some cool people playing online and on the Ghost Recon's Reddit and stuff. And I've formed a couple like smaller teams that I'll like swap in and out of whenever, you know, people are online. So for the most part, it's been really, really fun. Um, other than that, I've been playing Ruiner, which is a crazy game. It's like this top-down shooter. It's like a futuristic slash post-apocalyptic anime uh, cyberpunk game where you just play this guy who has like uh, an LCD screen on a mask so you don't know what he looks like but like textures up on his face and uh, you gotta save your brother and it's just really fast paced and very difficult I'm also playing that on the hardest difficulty and I died like I think 19 or 20 times in the first stage which was incredibly frustrating Jesus <laughs> yeah it's bananas but like aesthetically and artistically it's one of the coolest games i've ever played and actually i the only reason i got it was because of the announcement at paris games week for hong kong massacre and i was like holy shit hong kong massacre looks awesome i want to get into the top down stuff as long as it's well done and this game is just so so fun albeit incredibly frustrating um that's what i've been playing and some fifa sometimes as well yeah that's been past the sticks past the sticks thank you that's the ending that's the closing That's music. The well, let's get down to business. So the Game Awards are next week, and we're really excited. Again, we'll be live tweeting. We'll be watching. I'll be at work. Well, it's at nine. I think it starts at 9 p.m. Eastern. So I won't be at work. Hopefully it won't be at work. It's kind of seen as like the 
authority on recognizing games. That being said, there's like a billion different awards and and ceremonies that that recognize and respect like different kinds of games for different reasons but this is the big one in my opinion like every game that's been nominated in every category deserves some kind of recognition and award it just becomes this like shuffle cup game of where do you want to shuffle each game to get uh recognized shuffle cup is that the game what's What's shuffle cup where you go like this and you have to find the thing that's underneath that's gin rummy Matt, I think we need to have a talk. Matt thinks every game is gin rummy. <laughs> like, I'm going to be playing the Switch, and he's like, oh, what are you playing, gin rummy? It's like, clearly Mario. <laughs> or Mario. <laughs> yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to sort of go around the group here, and we're going to talk about the categories that most interested us, and then um, predictions or thoughts where we think things are going with that specific category. So with that, I'm going to kick it off. As somebody who's like really passionate about community and the and the communities within gaming and the industry as a whole and i do a lot of community related things professionally like in my job the trendy gamer of the year kind of stood out to me as one that's really interesting i picked this category because i think it's really really cool and really impactful to recognize an individual who has been able to create community and sort of have that breakthrough in 2017 so the nominees for trending gamer of the year in 2017 steven spawn from able gamers mike grizik i think is how you pronounce it g-r-z-e-s-i-e-k so however you pronounce that let's just call him mike (laughs) (laughs) hey good pal mike yeah mike is on there uh guy beam also known as Dr. Disrespect, Clint Lexa, his Twitch name is Half Coordinated, and uh, Andrea Renee from What's Good Games, and also the, the kind of funny games um, as well. For me, it really comes down to two people, um, and that's Dr. Disrespect and Andrew Renee. Um, that's not to say the others don't, the others haven't done really incredible things. So, Steven Spawn with Able Gamers, um, so he has a disability and he embraces that as part of his branding and as part of the community that he's passionate about. And he really projects that and does some amazing things. He really brings people together around, like, around overcoming those kinds of challenges. And I think that's really awesome. Same with Clint Lexa. So, Clint Lexa also has a disability and he does a lot of work in that regard. But I think what's important to note is that, like, They've been doing that work for a while, and I think sort of the the yardstick to use to measure success in 2017 is 2017. It's like, what work have you done this year? Has this been your breakout year? And I think in that respect, I mean, Mike, he is an esports gamer. He's been around for a while. He's like very well recognized in the esports game. But what I again, what I think is important is like, how did 2017 look for this person? And I think in that respect. It comes down to Andrew Renee and Dr. Disrespect. A little bit of context, Dr. Disrespect, in case you didn't know, is a Twitch streamer. He, I think if I remember correctly, he used to be a developer for, I want to say, Activision. Yeah, he kind of came out of nowhere on Call of Duty. Like, he posted this kind of hilarious, grainy Call of Duty montage, where it's essentially him making all these wild kills uh, and his voice sort of narrating it over the video. He's this, like six foot i think he he calls himself six foot eight i don't know if he's actually six foot eight but he's gigantic he's like a huge guy his persona is this greasy black mullet wig with the mustache the you know he has these glasses and he wears he wears a headset like all the time even even when he's not gaming (laughs) (laughs) and like he he showed up he showed up to twitchcon in a lamborghini so he's really like he's like the stereotypical gamer bro 
who is like really kind of aggressive in this like sort of alpha male character. It's a character though, which I think is important. He's also something you haven't mentioned though is that he's also extremely good at these games. I think oh, he yeah. mostly pay, plays PUBG right now. Um, and I'm actually going to read an article, uh, uh, an excerpt from an article on Newsweek that came out in in mid November. Um, it says, Guy BM is an entrepreneur, a performer, and a back-to-back world champion in NBA Jam. The mind behind Dr. Disrespect, one of the fastest-growing channels on the streaming site Twitch, the doc has had 37 million channel views and between 20,000 and 40,000 viewers nightly playing games like H1Z1, Fortnite, and PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds. Dr. Disrespect is a character, an international video game superstar, and the self-declared 1993 and 1994 blockbuster video game champion. So you kind of get a sense that this guy's like really full of himself. I've, I mean, I watch his streams. They're at the very least super entertaining. And no lie, when I watch, I think I watched him two days ago and he had 42 and a half thousand people watching him play PUBG. Like that's a concert, you know? Like Yeah, it's amazing. And he's obnoxious and, and Matt pointed out earlier he's incredible at these games i'll give him that like he's talented and very fun to watch um and uh the other person that i think it comes down to is again andrew renee she's part of what's good games which is sort of like a a a blog podcast video game entity where they talk about the industry they talk about same thing we do except probably better so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's not, to, not to bring us down but it's just the truth she's also like a figurehead for females in gaming which i think is really powerful and again she she's on the kind of funny games cast she's on kind of funny games daily occasionally um and she does some writing i mean she hosted the nintendo world championship so she's really made a name for herself and i think this year has been a huge breakthrough for her and has re- she's sort of put herself on the map and I'm, and I'm a little bit torn and this is why because on one sense like Andrea doesn't stream very often. She definitely doesn't have forty-two thousand and a half people watching her every night play a shooter. The category is like it, it encompasses people in the media too. It's not exactly. just people playing games. Exactly, and 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 I was listening to the kind of funny games cast uh, a few days ago, and Greg Miller made a really good point that kind of made me think. In twenty fifteen, I think he was he was recognized as a trendy gamer of the year, and. In that same year, PewDiePie was on that shortlist, and he was able to win in the face of PewDiePie. He was saying he would he he went to the game game awards, and people were like, "Oh, hey, Greg, what are you doing here? Are you covering the game awards?" He's like, "No, I'm actually nominated." And they were like, "Oh, what are you nominated for?" And he'd be like, "Trying to gamer of the year," and they would be like, "Well, it's great to be nominated, you know." And so, in the face of somebody like PewDiePie, he still was able to come out on top because he had a really really passionate uh, community who who voted. And and for the record, you can vote every day. So. He had he had the kind of funny games people voting. He had, you know he came from IGN. I'm sure he had a ton of IGN fans voting every single day. And and look what it did to him. I mean that nomination alone set aside the fact that he actually won. Like that put kind of funny games on the map. That really boosted his career in a huge huge way. So I think in that sense, like Andrew Renee has a very very good chance to win. If you put a gun in my head and made me choose, I gotta give it to Doctor Disrespect. Um, he's just created so much energy around that persona. It's bananas it's the second time you said bananas tonight i love it (laughs) so yeah i I don't know it's going to be really interesting to watch and again i don't want to take away anything from any of the other nominees because they've done some amazing work but i'm using 2017 as that yardstick for success and i think andrew renee and dr disrespect have like blown through some serious you know barriers and and have really put themselves out there this year so i'm excited you know we're gonna be there one day all four of us never know man because like the way i look at it too is how many of those people who just watch him on Twitch and just kind of passively 
ingests the entertainment he's yep. projecting to them, how many of them are actually going to go and vote? Right. I mean, that is a huge part of it is like, can you galvanize the community? I mean, I've watched Dr. Disrespect's streams maybe five to six times over the last seven days. And I would be hard pressed to remember times that he's actually said, hey, guys, go out and vote for my game you know he's not really campaigning that hard but then part of me is like well shit he doesn't need to so that's my prediction we'll see it'll be fun to see how things shake out who wants to go next steve how about you yeah i got a good little follow-up to you guys uh well to yours uh manny because i noticed there was only uh one woman in your category there while my category Mm -hmm. is the complete opposite there's only one guy in this one so i was kind of interested in the um, best performance category with the voice acting as well as the motion capture obviously what drew me in was my many hours spent playing horizon zero dawn of course seeing ashley birch on there as a boy well i mean that's what drew me into the category because i have a good experience with that game but then after watching manny play wolfenstein 2 and watching some gameplay videos because naturally like i said i haven't got a chance to play that game yet Brian Bloom being the only male up for a nomination on that first portrayal is BJ Blaskowitz. But I also have experience playing the Uncharted series. So you got Laura Bailey and Claudia Black nominated for their portrayal of Nadine Ross and Chloe Frazier, uh, respectively. And then lastly, this is the one that really interested me because I had seen a lot about this game and I recently started playing it. Melina Jurchens for playing Senua in Hellblade's Senua's Sacrifice. And so right off the bat, I when I saw this category, I was like, oh, it's going to be Ashley Birch. Like, that's, that's my go-to. But then I started playing Hellblade. And I have to tell you, I really think Melina Jurchens is going to walk away with this one. That game only survives on her performance because it's an indie game that's kind of in this middle road where it's an indie game that kind of looks like a triple a game but at the end of the day it still plays like an indie game it's very linear it it wants you to experience the story if you go even in the slightest wrong direction you can't do it like for instance i couldn't open a door because i wasn't in the exact correct position to hit x to open the door that's how real doors work though (laughs) of course (laughs) if you stand directly in front of the door and you open it it doesn't work yeah it doesn't work yeah no it's taken me a while to do that (laughs) so those little things could easily frustrate you but um obviously the story is very interesting with hellblade because we had talked about this earlier where you have this character who she's going on this journey. It's basically she's going in like the depths of hell. Like there's really no other way to describe this. And she's constantly hearing voices. It encourages you to play the game with headphones on. I was playing it with surround sound. And let me tell you, it's creepy as shit. It's just constant. It never ends. There's constant whispers of like, oh, turn back. What's she doing? She's going the wrong way. Why is she going there? Oh, she's going for him. Oh, he doesn't even live there anymore. He's dead. Like just constant. And even before the game, it's like, hey, if you have any history with mental disorders, don't play this game. And <laughs> it, I can see why. Like, it, it's a mind trip. But again, it only survives on the performance of the main character because you are just living her journey. There's no yeah. exploring. There's no anything else. It's just a linear, like, six to seven hour story that you're going through. The despair in her voice when she feels like all is lost or the love in her voice when she's talking about the one she lost, uh, you know, the, the one who she's basically trying to go find. Yeah. And that's what in, just encompasses me. It, it completely, especially with the, the surround sound going and everything like that. You feel everything that she feels. Like the screams and agony are absurd. Just for that work alone, I can't imagine how many takes she would have had to have done 
just streaming yeah. her heart out in that recording booth. And I think in a, in a similar vein as Trending Gamer, like this has sort of been a breakout year for her. Like she was kind of nowhere on the map. No, she literally just worked there and they're like, hey, you want to exactly. do this? And she's like, yeah. yeah, let's do it. And she's, I, I think she's going to walk away with this award, mostly because as much as I loved Ashley Birch's performance um, in Horizon, Horizon Zero Dawn, and I really thought she brought something special to the table with Aloy. Yeah. The one thing I can differentiate between the two is, I think even if you have a subpar performance with Aloy, Horizon Zero Dawn is still an amazing game. If you have a subpar performance with the, with Sanua, that game yeah, sucks. It doesn't right. sell. Because they were an indie game. They're digital download only. And it's amazing. They've already sold over 500,000 copies, which is beyond what they'd ever expect to sell. Right. I do... I mean, I gotta give credit to Laura Bailey and Claudia Black. I mean, they... They do add a, a ton of great depth to Nadine Ross and Chloe Frazier. I love them in the Uncharted series, but the main reason I don't, I can't really look at them as winners for this is because Uncharted Lost Legacy is basically like a DLC. Like, yeah, it got its own release, it got good good um, ratings, but at the end of the day, all the all the reviews just say the same thing, where it's like there's nothing new here. It's just kind of extended Uncharted, and they even split the split main characters in that game, so they never yeah. really jump out as this main character who's who, who I'm super interested in. Like I thought Elena was a more interesting character on Uncharted than either of those two, just because yeah. of the relationship she has with Nathan Drake. I think they do great work, but I just don't think they're going to be the ones who really get the serious consideration of this category and as as good as brian bloom was is actually giving some humanization to bj blaskowitz who is otherwise yeah. basically a superhero character i was just gonna say I, I wish you had gotten some time with wolfenstein um i don't think it's gonna win either but i think it should be like man that he does such a fucking he deserves job. to get nominated because yeah. he 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 turns this otherwise just superhuman character into someone you actually can empathize with and he does a great job but i mean i think going up because especially melina jurges with hellblade they also have the surprise factor because no one saw that game coming because horizon zero dawn had all the hype it lived up to the hype you have to give it credit but Hellblade literally just yep. smacked yep. everyone in the face. Like, here, you have to see this game. You have to experience it. So I, I think I think it's going to be a toss-up between her and Ashley Birch. Either one deserves it, but I do think Melina's going to walk away with it. Preemptive congrats to Melina. <laughs> <laughs> you get the Ombro Award. That's even better. The, the Ombro Awards is literally, instead of a trophy, we just send you a link to subscribe to us on iTunes. Hammer the donation button! <laughs> Shoot the donation button in the face. <laughs> cool, who's up next? Game Awards. Um, I'll go up next. So I wanted to talk about best art direction. So I'm not like, I guess you'd say a hardcore gamer. I'm very simple. And one of the biggest draws for games with me is how does the game look visually? Even if it plays like garbage, I'll still enjoy it as long as what I'm looking at is nice. What I personally would want to win which might be surprising because I'm a huge fan of Legend of Zelda and Breath of the Wild is gorgeous and I love it. I think Cuphead, I want it to win because it's a totally new style in video games that we haven't seen before, basing off of the cartooning style of the 30s, like Flesher and Disney, hand-drawn and painted with watercolors. It's absolutely a absolute gorgeous game. And it's just so different from everything else we've seen. Like, Horizon Zero Dawn is beautiful, so is Destiny 2. Don't get me wrong, but I think for the fact that it's just so different from what we're kind of seeing all the time, I think that's going to give it a really good, strong 
um, head start. And that just... So it's Destiny 2, Cuphead, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Persona 5, and Horizon Zero Dawn. And I've only played Legend of Zelda. That's the only one I've played. But just looking at gameplay and trailers and everything like that, um, I think just because it's so different, everything else is CGI'd and um, done on computers, I think that gives it a strong chance. Because a lot of people want something that's new and refreshing and kind of like throwing back to older things. So that's just my personal opinion, though. I would love Zelda to win, though, because I'm very biased and it's my fa- it's my favorite game series. But um, I think Cuphead yeah. might take it. I think, I know, I think you're right. I think Cuphead deserves it, too, to be honest. Because it, cause it is all hand-drawn, right? Yep, it's all hand-drawn and like hand-painted. Yeah, that's unbelievable. And it looks so good. Consider the amount of hours it took for... I'm not saying Zelda isn't an absolute feat of art and technology, but like if you matched up like our hours of artwork put into it, I feel like Cuphead quadruples Zelda. Please don't hate me, Zelda folks. <laughs> oh my god, nobody who plays Nintendo games is going to listen to this. <laughs> but I just feel like Cuphead, it's such a project of passion, you know? Like, you're not going to take the time to hand draw all of those sequences if you don't give a giant shit about that game, unless that's like your life all the time. Yeah, it's not um, coming so like from, out of respect alone. Right. It's not coming from like a huge developer like Nintendo or, you know, precisely. You know, Activision that's also or true. anything. So yeah. I think that's important to note yeah. too and just adds to the fact that so much it was a labor of love that they made. I think Cuphead's going to snag a few awards this year because like you said, people yep. kind of yearn for that almost new old school feel. Old school for games sure. mm. but with a a little modern twist to it and I think yeah. uh, Cuphead kind of hit all those check marks. Well, it's funny because like a lot of the people who play Cuphead now were totally not around for when that art style, like none of us were around no. when that art style was dominant <laughs> in the in the entertainment world, yep. you know? So like for us, it's like, wow, what is this crazy hand-drawn animation that's so unique and new? But like, dude, it's not. your grandparents <laughs> it's, were it's into definitely that shit. Not. <laughs> yeah. Like all of our grandparents probably would have crushed Cuphead. <laughs> yeah, like hardest game to come out, but our grandparents could... <laughs> Could just smash it. it. We exactly. we suck at it, but they could just dominate. Jo- it. Yeah. Jokes on you. My grandparents are dead. Oh, oh. no! <laughs> no! Is that I mean, the joke on me? Oh. Uh, they've been. They, I mean, they've been gone for like decades. <laughs> oh, this is getting it's, it's worse. Gonna, I'm just gonna say stop it while you can. Stop. <laughs> guys, guys, I'm fine. <laughs> He just took a big swig of wine for our listeners. Well, yeah, I mean, like, it's hard to not be excited for all of these game categories, with the exception of a handful. Some of them are just like, what? But, uh, yeah, Matt, what about you? I am best score forward slash music. So, like, best score, like high score? Like, whoever gets the high score? Nope. Incorrect. Score as in musical, you know, piece of work. And if you read my article about music, you would know that music is very important to me. And if you haven't read it, you should read it right now. Hey, guys, I also wrote an article about Wolfenstein 2. You should check it out. It's so good, and you should check it out. (laughs) This is my category. All right, go on. The uh, nominees are Destiny 2, Cuphead, Nier Automata, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey and Persona 5. Full disclosure, I've not played all of these games, but I have listened to all of their soundtracks. Well, that's what counts. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, part of what counts in, in this category, yeah. And I'm going to eliminate a few right now. 
<laughs> <That's> <laughs> the chopping block immediately. Yeah. <laughs> like tomorrow we're going to read in the news that these games have been eliminated. Like, yeah. They're offed. Excluded um, from the list. Near Automata, I'm going to eliminate. I like the sound. A lot of it is atmospheric, which is totally oh. great. That's awesome. But for me, that's not as much a musical composition. Yeah. As more it's it's more like atmospheric effects. And there are musical pieces in there, but as a soundtrack as a whole, I don't I don't think it holds up to the others. Okay. I'm also gonna get rid of Persona Five. There's some cool pieces in there that are like weird and jazzy and stuff and is it's really interesting, but also doesn't do it for me in particular when I'm thinking of a score. Cuphead also has some cool music that's different and engaging and interesting and really fits that game. But uh, as like a breath of work, it doesn't, I don't, I don't think it holds up either. And I'm also going to get rid of Super Mario Odyssey. Great music, okay. fun music, but yeah. uh, it doesn't have the complexity that I'm looking for either. Remember, folks, I watch Frasier. <laughs> <laughs> That leaves us with Destiny 2 and Breath of the Wild, which is a very hard decision to make. Yeah. However, if there's one and only one award Destiny 2 should win, and there is only one it should win, it should win no other awards. (laughs) It it should only win this award, which is best music. Destiny 2's music is unreal. It is so good. I think Destiny 2 should win game of the year. Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. You're out of here. (laughs) Yeah. Legends of Zelda is also great. And when when you're actually playing the game, the transition of music into the different zones and like what you're doing is seamless. It's so good. You and it'll just be like, I'm in a little town to transition to. I'm running around in the wild to transition to. I'm climbing a mountain or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it's very good. However, there's not enough variation for me in it. A lot of the pieces are really simple, which is great for the game. A lot of them are are just a piano playing, which is great for the game. But uh, there's actually not as much diversity in it as I would want. Destiny 2, though, I think, and I also felt this way with Destiny 1, I think the music just makes the game, period. If you took, if you put in a different composer, if you change that music up, the game would be worse than it is right now. And I think, just like uh, we were talking about how the voice actor makes, um, Steve, what you were saying, makes Hellblade, that game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it makes Hellblade. Um, I think this, the pieces of music that are in Destiny 2 make that game. But they got to turn the volume down on that intro when the game pops up. It's so loud. Welcome to Destiny. <laughs> so every, everyone, you guys all agree with me? Oh, that's great. Great. I'm so smart. <laughs> okay. I, I, would, I, I would have to agree that. I, no, I agree with you in the sense that if they're going to win an award, it needs to be that one. Because we've had multiple conversations on the uh, Discord, as you like to call it. Yes. But it's kind of an unfinished game. And we've talked about this on the podcast with the DLC and the way they didn't make any adjustments to classes or enemies. I agree with the frustrations, but like it's a good game. I mean, it's like a fucking great experience. I had a fun time with it, but I feel like we might just be shitting on D2 too much. No, no, no. Well, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is like, I had a great time with it, but I have like, I haven't picked it up in weeks and I have yes, no same, desire same to here, same, put yeah. it in and play it. And now that I have a bunch of other games, that thing is going to be on the back burner completely. <laughs> it's true. But yeah, I mean, like I remember uh, we've talked about this exact scene before, but when you're 
weaponless and powerless and you're walking and you're following lewis the oddly named hawk the, the music there is beautiful and even in like after that even after like um that opening noise um and like you're waiting to to sort of be like to fly off to your next whatever planet you went to like even that music is fucking beautiful so i agree with you matt oh my gosh wow i think i should be hired by the game awards.com no free ads no free ads oh sorry oops <laughs> scratch that <laughs> now that we've talked about some of the categories that we were sort of most interested in and and um wanted to talk about a little bit and unpack that sort of leaves us with the big one which is the game of the year For, let's just put the nominees out there first um legend the of nominees zelda are of the... oh, okay legend of zelda breath of the wild super mario odyssey player unknown's battlegrounds persona 5 horizon zero dawn so Right off the bat, I think the elephant in the room is this the spread, right? Great games across the board. However, we're looking at one, two Switch games, two PlayStation exclusives, and a PC exclusive. Right now. Yeah. Right right now. Yeah, soon to be on Xbox and mobile, oddly enough. But so for me, that's mind numbingly frustrating because it targets audiences. So right now it's like, hey, whose audience is bigger? So I feel like that is a huge wrench in the whole process. That being said, all of those games deserve to be recognized, which is also really frustrating. That's what I was talking about earlier with this Shuffle Cup game of where do we put these games in terms of recognition? Again, with this Shuffle Cup that I, I just don't think it exists. Like, game it's not year, a real game. is Shuffle Cup, okay? Everybody knows. <laughs> whatever, whatever you say, pal. All right? <laughs> It's called it's called shell game. Shell game. That okay. Whatever. So f- for me, and I'm sure for a handful of folks, that is really frustrating, and it sort of puts us at this like crossroads where we don't want to choose an option. We're just like they're all great. They should all have like maybe there should be PC game of the year, Switch game of the year, or like I don't know. That's not a great solution either. But you get my point. That being said, what do you guys think? So I thought that you were gonna say elephant wise in the room wise. That <laughs> PUBG is PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds is an unfinished game. It's in right. I forget. I is it early access or beta? Either one. I think it's I early, early access. Early access. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. What? What is it? That's doing another here? gigantic elephant in this seemingly small. Yeah. Game. Because people are gonna argue that oh well look at how much time people are putting into this game it's like yeah right, it's still right. not but a full can game you, can you have a game that isn't a finished game be a game of the year I don't think you could. You know. I've played a lot of PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds. It's fun. It's a great multiplayer experience. Yeah. It's hilarious. But boy, are some of the things in that game broken. Like, it's just not... Right. It's an early access release. It is not a full game. I wholeheartedly do not think it should be up there. But then, like, one could make the argument that, like, the... What's the word I'm looking for? Proliferation? Yeah. Well, what are is you trying right? to say? Like the the, the fact that it, <laughs> I can't like, tell you if look proliferation at, is the right word. <laughs> Use it in the context look, of the sentence. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm bailing on proliferation. The, the, <laughs> the popularity. I think you're thinking of popularity. Yeah, but proliferation yeah. is also the, the synonym. Like right. look at the sales. <laughs> but I mean, if you look at the sales, like despite the fact that it's early access, however many things are broken, a shitload of people are playing it. And I, I mean, it's being it's being ported to mobile and it's not even considered a full game. No, that's that's why I think it, it deserves consideration, but I'm it's not done. How yeah. could you say something's the game of the year when it's not even the complete product of that game? I mean, <laughs> Destiny right. 2 isn't up here. 
it's for true. the same reason. It's not. Yeah. So okay, I mean, I, I look. I don't disagree. Um, Matt's gonna I'm play vindicated by dashboard <laughs> confessionals. Dance around his room. <laughs> so, uh, Matt, what do you think? What do you think is gonna take game of the year then? So, if we take PUBG out, which we are, I've only played one of these games. I've watched people play every other one. Yeah, I think Breath of the Wild is really, really good. I think Super Mario Odyssey might deserve it. I tend to. I agree. think it takes platformer to a level that nobody sort of could even conceive of right and i think for that it it sort of deserves it not to mention like the fact that mario the individual the the character that is mario is a brand you know what i mean so like, is zelda i know a lot so of people is link yeah but not but not as much as not as much as mario mario's, by a long mario's shot, liter- is basically the mascot of nintendo so, exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, I love Zelda. I love Link, but I know a lot of people who are just like, eh, I was never a Zelda guy. See, I was never a Zelda girl. I have a I have a different perspective on this because in my heart of hearts, I would love Horizon Zero Dawn to win this. I know they're not going to because of the fact it's a new, brand new series. PlayStation exclusive. It's a Yeah, obviously the PlayStation exclusive hurts it as well because you're still, even though Sony right. keeps outselling all the other consoles. Hmm. Money. Anywho, um, it's PlayStation exclusive, brand new. Um, it had a lot of hype, lived up to the hype. It's critically acclaimed. It's a great game. I recommend it to anybody out there. Like Even if it takes you borrowing someone's PS4 to play it, I recommend you go do it. But I, I I do think Breath of the Wild will win because again I I've, I've I haven't played it I don't I do not have the Nintendo Switch but I've watched a lot of gameplay video I've watched people on Twitch play it. This game came out early enough where it built up a huge following, and because it is one of those original Nintendo games, so it's a name people recognize. I think Super Mario Odyssey. There's a good chance it could win, but I think it came out too late. I think Breath of the Wild has a leap up because it's built up months and months and months of hype. And everybody's just said, this is one of the best open world games you could ever play. And all of a sudden you right. throw that in people's heads with the fact of the portability of the Switch. So everyone's like, oh man, I gotta get the Switch because I gotta play Breath of the Wild and take it on the run with me. Take it on the toilet, really. Exactly. That's, that's, that's <laughs> Not on the run. Nobody's also, going to run I also want to mention, I think this is worth mentioning in this conversation and a correction from something I said earlier. Breath of the Wild also out on Wii U. Yeah, but who the fuck is playing Wii me? U? Me! <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, I mean, I agree. I mean, the, the the Wii U is a commercial failure and it's been accepted as such, but I mean, that that increases spread. That increases proliferation. Proliferation, oh, of course. The word of the day. <laughs> this this episode is brought to you by proliferation. <laughs> that being said, it all comes down to the fact that, at least for me, and I think for a lot of people, all these games deserve a recognition. I don't think Game of the Year is where Breath of the Wild or Horizon Zero Dawn should be recognized. I think, you know, they should be recognized in art or, or performance, etc. Because not, you know, there's not going to be a Beyonce of gaming. They're not going to have a sweep of all these different awards. You know, um, what do you think, Christine? Game of the Year. So I'm gonna agree with Steve. I think Breath of the Wild is actually going to take it because the Zelda franchise is one of Nintendo's core franchises, very popular. When they first made the announcement. Um, that it was coming out, everyone lost their collective minds. And it was one of the reasons I I didn't know it was coming out on the Wii U at first, and I was like, all right, I'm going to get a Switch because I have to have this game. It's just, 
because it came out again Steve mentioned this before and I agree came out earlier had more of a chance to kind of get the following and the build up and for people to really play it and enjoy it um I don't think Super Mario Odyssey has been out long enough to I don't want to like upset anybody to say like it deserves game of the year because it mm-hmm. came out so late but I think Breath of the Wild is going to take it yeah I think I think a lot of people. I mean, from like the podcasts that I've listened to, the the people I've had conversations with, I think a lot of people bring it down to these two games. So it'll be exciting to see, you know, which one takes it. And and I think it's so cool because like these games came out of our childhood, you know, and like that's fucking rad. That's amazing. So that's been our discussion on the Game Awards 2017. Um, let us know what you guys think. We will put up um, probably a poll, um, uh, at least for Game of the Year, just to get that conversation going. But again, we'll be live tweeting. We'll be keeping up with it. Um, we're really excited because, uh, again, at the end of the day, across the board, amazing games, amazing talent from um, you know the people who are involved in the art direction to the voice acting to everything. Like All these people deserve to get recognized and i was having a conversation with somebody earlier about the game awards who had never heard of the game awards and they were shocked that such a thing existed and it was cool to bring them through that thought process of like this is what games is now in our in in our economy in our society this is games are a huge part of our culture so anyway i'm excited i hope you guys are excited all right guys well let us know i hope you guys enjoyed this episode definitely tune into the game awards we will put a link in the show notes and the blog that goes up with it christine thank you so much for joining us this was a, a, an absolute pleasure oh, thank you for having me it was a total blast i loved it of course and uh come back anytime our door is always open to you and all the other friends of the pod yeah have a wonderful week enjoy the game awards and we will talk to you all very soon Hey, future Manny, delete all of this. Delete all of that stuff. <laughs> I've had too much mead. There's not a lot of mead left. Oh, mead's a good choice. Go on. I'm almost done this bottle. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs>